o'clock in the morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Breakfast Podcast, current events, local world news, and trending. I am your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. This is May the 22nd, 2021, at 9 a.m. Thank you for joining me this morning. gentlemen welcome to the show here we are again another weekend but this weekend here across Canada is the um, holiday weekend they the uh, Victoria Day here in Canada now a lot of things are starting to change. A lot of things are starting to unravel here in Ontario. Um, opening up some outdoor amenities, um, which I talked about uh, uh, last night on my show. Now today, today, And this weekend is the Victoria Day holiday. And why do we celebrate Victoria Day here across Canada? Who was Victoria and why do we celebrate her day? Many Canadians look forward to the May long weekend, commonly known as Victoria Day. This day is also called the May 2-4 or the May long. It is observed on the Monday before the 24th each year as the name of the holiday implies it is celebrated to honor Queen Victoria who was born on May 24th, 1819. Who was Queen Victoria? You owe this break to Queen Victoria, who used to be the longest reigning British monarch in history. She ruled for 63 years, 216 days until her death in 1901. Queen Elizabeth II, the current queen, now holds the title. Queen Victoria ascended to the throne in 1837 at the age of 18. Her reign was a period of great development in Great Britain's history, science and economy, major railways, bridges and power distribution networks were established during her time. The empire also expanded its reach, doubling its size to encompass Canada, Australia, India, and parts of Africa and South in the South Pacific. She became 
an embellishment of the progress of philosophy of this period. This is why it became known as the Victoria area era. So what is Victoria Day? Victoria Day was declared a holiday in 1845 by, by the Parliament of the Province of Canada, but it wasn't until 1901 after the death of Queen Victoria that it became a legal holiday. It used to be celebrated on May 24th every year or on the 25th if it is a Sunday. In 1952, the government decided to make it the Monday before the 24th. Victoria Day is a holiday all throughout Canada, except the Atlantic provinces of Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, Prince Edward Island, and Newfoundland and Labrador. In Quebec, they celebrated it. And instead, um, They called it the, the National Patriots Day. And it's interesting to note that England does not observe this holiday. It is celebrated only in Canada and Scotland. Now, how do we celebrate it here in Canada? It used to be a day of picnics, parades, sporting tournaments, fireworks, and in uh, uh, cannon salutes. Some parts of Canada have kept up part of this tradition, particularly in Victoria, British Columbia, which is named after Queen Victoria, which they still have grand parades. Meanwhile, people gather in parks to witness impressive fireworks displays in Hamilton and Toronto, and of course, all across Ontario. But unfortunately, this year, there won't be any fireworks because of this pandemic still going on. Since it also the official start of summer, many cottages and campsites expect to be full. Many travel to the cottages on the weekend or go camping with families and friends. Amusement parks and other outdoor attractions also open up on this day. But with the ongoing pandemic, these activities are expected to change. Make sure to check the province of, of, of Manitoba's site for advisors or any of your sites to find out what is going on in your area to observe this Victoria Day long weekend. So with that said of why we celebrate it, some changes have come starting this weekend and of course the government on uh, thursday announcing a three-phase plan on opening the economy here across ontario now Now, some people here in Ontario 
are applauding the province's reopening plan for patios, while others say it's it's long overdue. Well, it has been long overdue for, for the bars and restaurants. It was working when they were open. Case counts were were climbing at a dramatic rate, but not due to restaurants and patios. Our cases were on an increase, but it wasn't the cause of people going golfing. It was all workplace outbreaks, indoor workplace outbreaks, which the government, to in my opinion, just simply ignored it. They weren't doing enough to stop it. Doctors, business owners were calling for sick pay. Government still refused. And finally, the government breaks under pressure and comes up with a three-day sick pay. That's the best that they could do, I guess. Pathetic in a lot of ways. Too little too soon. Too little too late. But our numbers have come down dramatically from where we went to shut down and we were seeing 5,000 cases per day. And now we're seeing, hmm, well, it fluctuates back and forth. We've been averaging probably about 2,000 per day. It did drop way under that, but of course it jumped up. And now this being a long weekend, this is where, you know, we have to be really careful. Because in about a week, week and a half, and like other uh, holidays, we've seen an increase in COVID-19 cases. Now, with this um, three-step reopening plan, um, which allows bars and restaurants and patios to operate again by mid-June, but some Ontarians say the move is long overdue. Good morning. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Doug from Ontario, Canada. So some changes that are happening here across um, Canada here, specifically here in Ontario, being that this is the Queen Victoria long weekend, this is the official weekend that kicks off all of our summer fun. Now, starting today, May the 22nd, and it's far long overdue, and it shouldn't have happened in the first place, is that now people are able to get back on the golf course. People are be able to go back out and play tennis. Kids will be once again allowed to use the skateboard parks, the basketball courts. which is long overdue, which did not distribute to any of our outbreaks that we have had during 
these last couple of months. Before today, here in Ontario, was the only place in North America that you could not play golf. Last summer when they played golf, they played here across Ontario. They played over 20 million rounds of golf and not one single case of COVID-19 was traced back to the golf courses. Our outbreaks were from large gatherings, parties, workplace outbreaks. Had nothing to do with safe outdoor activities. And yet the government till up till today shuttered outdoor activities. Except for you be able to go for a walk, a bike ride, a run, take a walk in the park. Now the government came out yesterday, our premier of Ontario, is coming up with a three-step reopening plan. Now we originally did this back last year. It failed. And that's why the government decided to go into this color code reopening plan. That failed because you can't, when you have a color code reopening plan, some reasons, some regions stayed in the gray lockdown. Some regions were in the red uh, restrict. Some regions were in the orange control. And the, in the areas that were still in the gray lockdown, well, they would just travel to the, the less restrictive areas. So that didn't work. Back on April the 16th or somewhere around that time of this year, the government, we went into a state of emergency. We went into a lockdown, stay at home orders, which by the way, is still in effect until June the 2nd. But the government is going to allow some of these outdoor amenities to open today and the golfing, the tennis, the skateboard parks. Now in this uh, three phase reopening plan, when it comes to our bars and our restaurants, that's not going to happen until June the 14th. Whereas prior to this lockdown, we did have restrictions on the bars and restaurants of how many people you could have indoors. And if the weather was nice, you could have so many people on their patios, but then only to shutter their doors again. Now with this three phase reopening plan, I mean, we have vaccines now. The vaccines are going into the arms at record levels. Now, hopefully this three phase plan works. Now we're gonna 
find out, you know, because usually after holidays, like Christmas and Easter, Thanksgiving, and of course, you know, this long weekend, we've always seen increase in cases, people gathering, people holding parties. We know this is true because we go back a month and a bit here in the city of London, where I reside, university students partying off campus had an outbreak. Started with 11. In a few days, it jumped to 50. And then by a week and a half to two weeks, it was 132 students came down with COVID-19 because they were gathering and partying. Workplace outbreaks, like I said, you know, not every job obviously out there pays the same. We have low wage earners, minimum wage. They have to make a, you know, have to make a choice whether to go to work and put food on the table, not feeling well. And at the time there was no sick pay offered. The government of Ontario at the time was not going to offer sick pay benefits. That he did not want to have any crossovers with the federal programs. He wasn't tackling the issue in workplace outbreaks. Brampton, Ontario, Mississauga, Toronto, York regions, the, the greater Toronto area have been in the gray lockdown zone since November, 2020. Nothing really has changed except for the government to offer a three day sick pay. Too little, too late. We'll close down non-essential businesses, restaurants, bars, hair salons. Only allow to allow the big box stores in the Walmarts to make record profits. But this time when the government announced the lockdown back in April, that the Walmarts and the Costco's would have to block off all their non-essential items. Because Walmarts today, you can go grocery shopping in a Walmart. Costco, you could always go grocery shopping. But they, anything else was off limits this time around. Make it a, a, a fair playing field. Well, that's too late. You know, when you still go to Costco, you have a hundred people indoors or whatever their capacity limit would be. 
you know, it's a big warehouse. It's a big place. You know, and then the workplace outbreaks with Amazon here in Ontario. Three times they've had outbreaks in Amazon. The first time was over 700 workers in one location. Prior to that, the government was doing nothing to help the workplace. Back in April, we were seeing over 5,000 cases per day. Today, we're averaging about 2,000. It dipped down a little bit uh, the other day, but of course, more testing comes out, more data comes out, and of course, the numbers go back up again. Now, I don't understand the change of heart from Premier Doug Ford. Why this weekend to allow golf? Why this weekend to allow tennis? Soccer fields can open, basketball courses like that. Why this weekend? Why not last weekend or the weekends before? Because none of these safe outdoor activities played a factor in any of the cases of COVID. None of it. Oh, mobility was the issue, he said. Mobility was the issue, which he knows that is not true. He talked to his buddies. His buddy says, well, you go pick up one buddy, pick up another buddy, pick up another buddy, go play around the golf. And then after golf, you go and have some pops, meaning beers, which is so false, it's pathetic. Because if you showed up in, at the golf course with other people in your vehicle, they had to be from the same household. So wherever he came up with this, this thought or whatever, you know, he was wrong. So our question is why this weekend? Why this weekend he's going to allow the golf to open up and, and all these other outdoor amenities. Even the splash pads for kids can open up this weekend. It's going to be a great weekend out here. It's going to be really warm outside. Actually, it's going to be hot outside. It's going to be one of the best uh, Victoria Day weekends that we've seen here in a long time. And it's usually cloudy, raining, cold. Now, you know, the funny thing was, I think it was uh, Thursday, I went um, and picked up um, some food from one of my favorite pubs that I like, like, that I like to uh, uh, frequently visit when we're allowed to do that. And um, they were saying that, you know, they're guessing you know, the middle of June. And this is before this announcement uh, of this um, this three-step reopening plan. He was right. You know, they're talking June the 14th that, uh, um, you know, they're going to have um, 
the, the, the patios open and the restaurants open, but of course it's going to be with rules. It's going to be restricted for capacity. So we're going to have to, you know, wait to see what happens because, you know, things, things can change. But with the vaccines rolling out, I mean, it can, it can only, it can only get better. Now, when it comes to our, uh, provincial parks, our campgrounds. That is still off limits. That will be in the week of June the 14th. When people will be permitted to camp overnight. Now the the thing is being this long weekend, I mean, there are people that own cottages and they go north this, this long weekend. And this is the long weekend where they open up their cottage. We are still in a stay at home order, despite the government is opening up these outdoor amenities. Now people, if they were to go to their cottage, they can go there for maintenance purposes only for a 24-hour period, not spend the entire long weekend there. Now, As these restrictions start to loosen, um, like I said, these three-step plans are not going to start until June the 2nd. So we're still a week and a half away to go into phase one. Now, these phase ones, I talked a little bit about this last night. As we go and we start to open. Of what this is going to. Include. Now, this. Um, You know, this big, this big plan of our premier, hopefully that um, is going to, is going to work. So a little bit about this, this, this step one, you know, to enter this step, Ontario must wait at least two weeks after 60% of adults have received um, one dose. Now, according to our health minister, we have reached 58% to date. 
So we're not far off. We can easily get that 2%. And it is possible that we can reach that level of getting to stage one before June the 14th. Because things, like, like I said, things could change. It could be even the week of the 7th. When we start seeing these cases dropping um, below 1,000 and, and it keeps dropping, it might just level off for a little bit. then things may open up faster because we are getting the vaccines into the arms. Now, they talk about with the, with resuming the outdoor activities with smaller crowds and, and where the risk of transmission is lower. Well, the risk of transmission was always the lowest for safe outdoor activities. But yet we weren't allowed to do any of them. In phase, in, in this phase one, outdoor gatherings up to 10 people will be allowed. Outdoor dining with up to four people per table will also be allowed to resume and that's what we were doing back in early April and there was absolutely no problems and as we keep going because each step is going to be a 21 day period We'll see where the numbers are at. Now at step two, to enter this step, 70% of adults need to be vaccinated with one dose and 20% vaccinated with two doses. Now step two won't start until July. And the government said this step will allow for indoor gatherings of up, of, of up to five people along with outdoor gatherings of 25 people. Now we've, we've been in this phase before. We've had it up to um, something like 10 people and 50 people outdoors. And then any, in step two, then any outdoor sports and leagues can resume along with personal care services where face, face coverings can be worn. So step two, that means the hair salons will be able to open. Now, again, there wasn't any issues before this third lockdown with hair salons. The safety protocols that they put in place and it was by appointment only. And I know this because I took my parents and the hairstylists 
there. Not only did were they wearing their their masks, but they also had the face shield. Also did contact tracing. So you give your name and telephone number. Big Walmarts and Costco's, they weren't doing contact tracing. They could care less. Some places were even even taking your temperature. Not Costco's or Walmarts. Had outbreaks in, in Walmarts. Had some cases in Costco's. And yet, uh, yet until up to this third time, this third lockdown, they could have, they could sell anything they wanted to sell. But not this time. Now, when you walk into a Walmart, you can only go into into the grocery, into the grocery side. Everything else is 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 um, blocked off. And when we finally get to step three, you know, they're saying this is the final step. Well, we'll see about that. I'm hoping for the best, I really am. And this final step, will see life return mostly back to normal. And that will begin with 70 to 80% of adults in Ontario have received at least one dose of the vaccine and 25% have, have received both doses. And in this stage, the province would see rules around indoor gatherings finally unravel. That probably won't be until late September. Because they always wanted to you know, the first things that should open should be schools. The last thing to close should be schools. Now, the kids are still doing online learning, and they're going to continue to do online learning until the end of the school year. What would be the point of having them go back to in-class now until the end of the school year, there'd be no point. Because we still got to have to keep them safe and we still have to keep the teachers safe. Leading up to this third lockdown and stay-at-home orders, one in four schools here in Ontario had an outbreak of COVID-19. One in four. They've been out of class since the middle of April. Doing their online learning. And all the struggles in, in, and all the struggles they're having. Now, we're probably going to see, you know, 
uh, more and more people out this this weekend. And this is why it's still important to stay six feet apart. Oh boy, people, 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 come on. The injections are a planned biowar genocide. Come on. Come on. I mean, where are you reading this stuff? Who's telling you these things? You know, really, honestly, people, you know, conspiracy theorists, is that is, is that where you're getting your information from, you know, you know, that, you know, that would, that, you know, that would, that, that kind of stuff you would, you would hear from Dr. Frankenstein, you know, what, what is, what is, what is, what is man-made? A lot of things are man-made. Of course, the vaccines are man-made, just like the flu shot, the polio shots. All these vaccines out there, obviously, they're all man-made. I mean, look, I mean, if you don't, <laughs> I mean, if that's your train of thought, I mean, that's your business, right? If you don't want to get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine. That, that's your right. You know, just like the flu shot. If you don't want to get the flu shot, don't get the flu shot. That's entirely up to you, right? But you got nothing. You you got nothing. You got nothing to prove that. You have nothing to back that up. DNA altering, killing more than four thousand in four months. I don't even know where you get this stuff from. I really don't know. I'm going to have to go on the on the on the uh, conspiracy theories on on the uh, on the conspiracy theory sites because um, you know what is that a radio station Bards FM is that what that is you, you know some some DJ telling you this kind of stuff no come on people really now. What other things are going to happen around here? Lawyers don't know nothing. Lawyers don't know anything. Lawyers aren't scientists. Lawyers take your money and win a case or lose a case for you. Never listen, never take advice from a lawyer when it comes to pandemics and diseases. I know, I know, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I was born at night, but not last night. I know how frustrating things are 
And I know how easy it is to get pulled in. You know, but we we were all born with common sense. And how you use that common sense is entirely up to you. Some people speak before they think. Well, uh, we are actually, we are born with common sense. It's just some people just don't use common sense, right? Now, common sense, I mean, think about, think about common sense for, for, for a moment here. When you're a kid, and you seeing other kids, you know, um, back in the day, we used to build uh, uh, bike ramps and, and we used to jump the ramps and, and, and stuff like that. And, you know, Buddy wipes out and hurts himself, you know, thinking that he can go a, far, a further distance but not using his best ju judgment and not using his best common sense. So is that something that you're going to do? Common sense probably tells you no. Common sense tells you not to go down a, a, a hill on a toboggan with trees at the bottom of the hill. But some people use that lack of judgment and that common sense and they go down that hill with the trees at the bottom. So people don't generally, I wouldn't say generally, but some people just don't use common sense. Common sense tells you to listen to the science. Common sense tells you to listen to the top doctors who are trained in disease and infections. Common sense tells you to do that. A lack of judgment, of not believing in it. Well, you may or may not end up with COVID-19. Now, there's one, there's this one um, uh, longtime um, musician, Ted Nugent. I'm sure you've heard of Ted Nugent. He was rocking, started rocking back in the, in, in the 70s. He too didn't believe in this. But guess what? He ended up with COVID-19. True story. Now he believes it. And unfortunately it took him to get COVID-19. To believe it.
And what is that website going to tell me? Is that like a, a conspiracy theory website? Is that what that is? Because I just don't go, I just don't go on any website and look up information, you know, and then find out later that it wasn't the right information. It was false information or it's a conspiracy theory, right? Oh, I am open-minded. Trust me. I'm very open-minded. You see, with this pandemic, I am open-minded about this pandemic. The common sense tells me that this is real. You see, I have elderly parents. And during this pandemic, before the vaccines even started going out, I didn't see my parents. My, my, you know, I'm, I can't be, I can't, <laughs> I can't be more clear. I really can't. I mean, I don't have to, you know, um, go and check other, other, uh, resources. When I have the resources right at my fingertips. When I listen to the top doctors. When I see what is going on around me. Everybody has the right to their own opinion. Everybody has the right to go and find out information wherever you want to find that information out. Go right ahead. But fact check it. That's another important tool out there for people to use is fact check. I'm like everybody else. I want to get my life back to normal. I want everybody's life to be back to normal. Back to normal post-pandemic. The free-for-all and all the fun. Right? A lot of doctors know that the real truth and are coming out. What doctors? Dr. Ruth? I don't know what's 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 that other doctor there's there's a morning show in the United States you know um I can't think of his name now he, he does he does he does uh he's not a doctor it's just that's his, that's his show but anyways some sort of psychologist or I don't know what the hell he does but anyways you know the fact is, you know, even when it comes to, look, even when it comes to politicians, when it comes to um, some doctors, 
or whatever the case may be, you know, like I said, they'll turn around and um, they'll, they'll be, you know, totally against this, this, this whole thing. Doctors are not, you know, they too, you know, want to put out that, that conspiracy theories. I mean, if you want to fall into that trap, go right ahead. You know, if, if it's, if it's easy for you to do that, then, you know, knock yourself out. You know, I can't be, I cannot be pulled in into, into fake news, uh, conspiracy theories. You know, back, be, you know, back uh, uh, when Donald Trump was president of the United States. I mean, that was my favorite time for TV. I'd have to get the popcorn out. I'd have to get the beer out. You know, just to watch Donald Trump, you know, and just laugh my ass off. I've never seen a more bigger idiot in all my entire life. Now, is that somebody who you listen to? Because under his watch, before he left office, over 200,000 Americans died under his watch. Is that somebody you wanted to listen to? And then the idiot goes and gets COVID. Gives it to his wife, gives it to his younger kid. Imagine that. He's lucky. Tell you that. He's very lucky. For an obese individual, unhealthy individual, he's lucky he pulled through. Those over five, 500,000 Americans weren't so lucky. Was it 570,000 Americans now died from COVID-19? It's tragic. Look what's going on in India and Pakistan. And you want to talk about doctors are coming out, you know, with the real truth and everything else. I mean, come on, give me a break. Seriously. I mean, they probably don't even have a license to practice. They just call themselves a doctor, like Dr. Phil. That's who I was trying to think about earlier, Dr. Phil. He's not even a real doctor. It's like watching the Jerry Springer show. You know? Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. 
girls lifting their tops to get jerry beads. You know, sometimes, you know, you know, I'm watching, I'm watching things and, and hear what people are, are, are saying and, and stuff like that. And sometimes it can just be a real shit show, you know? And with, and, and with the hospitals, not just here in North America, but even around the world. But here in Ontario, with our hospitals almost going over capacity and the ICUs filled, Other doctors and nurses from other regions here in Canada came to Ontario and even the highly trained personnel who work in medical of our military also here in the hospitals in Ontario. It became a call to arms. patriotic Canadians stepping up. And you think about those nurses who work in the ICUs. You think about them coming face to face, staring COVID right in the face. You think about those people who are on a breathing machine and, and you and you want to and you want to talk about doctors coming out with these real truths real truths about what that it's going to be sunny today that it's going to have a 40 percent chance of rain that's true So anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out this fine Saturday. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your likes. I appreciate you. I really do. But just let common sense prevail. So until then, enjoy your weekend, ladies and gentlemen. I will be back out tomorrow morning, Sunday, the 23rd of May at 9 a.m. See what happens. doing and not the things that you're not allowed to do.
Don't be going getting yourself into trouble. Because you don't want that. Enjoy the weather out here today because it is going to be another um, another great day out there for, for weather-wise. Sun and cloud. It's going to be probably around 80 Fahrenheit here across southern Ontario. Which is about time this weather actually started to get better because we did have a good start to the spring and then of course rain cold frost some early spring snow but i think we're out of the woods of that and only that we can the weather is only going to get better Now, a funny thing just happened, ladies and gentlemen, you know, because I am trying to end the show here, but the damn music won't play. Oh, now it just might start working here. Going to have to see what happens. There we go. Awkward. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug from London, Ontario, Canada. Take care, enjoy your and, and enjoy your weekends.